Okay, we continue in the Haggadah with the commentary of the Masa Nisim. We discussed yesterday the whole paragraph of Avadim Hayinu and what the actual answer was. But then we just have to finish up the last part. The last part of Avadim Hayinu says, even if we're all wise people and we're elders and we know the Torah, still a mitzvah to relate the story of the exodus of Mitzrayim and anyone who increases in relating it, he is praiseworthy. And therefore the, the tzaddik tells us at the end after explaining what the answer to them is, so we, we, we say now that the fact that it's not just telling a story, that if it's just telling a story, then you get to a certain age, there's no need to say the story already. It's like a waste of your time because who doesn't know the story just to relate the story. But as we said yesterday, the main obligation in telling the story is to look in all the details of how Hashem intended with his abundant mercy and kindness in every detail and how he took us out for our benefit. And if he wouldn't have done it the way he did it, first of all, and especially considering we weren't worthy of that, and Hashem really shouldn't have done all the kindnesses he did for us, right? And therefore, we didn't deserve anything. And more than that, he knows what the future is going to be. And he laid in all kinds of kindnesses to make sure that we would be maintained forever, as we've explained in the last few days. And therefore, we say the hollow Haggadol, to say on each and every detail that happened to us, Kili Olam Chasto, that there's great kindness, Hashem's kindness is ever eternal. And we have to know that therefore the kindness of Hashem was not just for that generation, but it's a, it's a good kindness that will be eternal. And more than that one uh, kindness that happened then, we can recognize how this is a kindness even for us, that we should be able to remain uh, vibrant Jews at this point. And that's why the more you talk about it, the better. It's all based on what we've been saying, that Hashem could have just taken us out and then not taken care of us anymore. But he, in the taking out, as we look at every single detail, he ensured that even if there would be future mishaps by the Jews, and they would not be um, worthy of being Hashem's people, Hashem still guaranteed by taking us out with the Yad Chazaka and the Zroya Natuya. And he committed himself to the Jewish people. And that's the, the one theme that gets repeated over and over is that he was made a kinyan with us. He made an acquisition with us that we are his people. And therefore, it's more than just than the story. Because the way Hashem took us out of Egypt then impacts on every generation. And therefore, even when we're not worthy and Hashem has to discipline us, He'll never wipe us out. And that's how we have to relate it in our times. We have to look in 2023 how the fact that Hashem took us out of Egypt is still helping us at this time. And that's the marvelous opera. It's not, it's, it's not a one-off. It's, it's right now, the fact that Hashem took us out of Egypt then is still um, accruing benefits to us. 
and we have to go over that story and see oh, oh, more and more depth, just like you go over the Parsha. Every year, when I go over the Parsha, the answer is the Parsha is relating to the current events of this year and see how it applies to this year. And therefore, we're saying the same thing over here, that Hashem, uh, we have to be marba. It, it's not just telling over. It's reliving it and seeing how that is, history is one long uh, connected uh, relationship with Hashem and how we see the the exodus in light of our behavior now and therefore it's 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 not just telling over a story which now leads us to the next part that just affirms this idea my Eliezer, there was a story with Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Lozer ben Azari and Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin that were reclining in B'nai Brak and they were discussing the Yitzhiya Mitzrayim the entire night until their students came and said, Rebbe's, the time of saying the Kriyashma of the morning has come. So this is exactly the point of what we're making. Again, if it was just telling over the story, you could say it in, in an hour. What is there to talk about the entire night? And therefore, this, this story is just following up of the idea of being marvelous sapper. And again, you have to always remember which story are we picking? We're picking a story of an event that happened in the darkest period of Jewish history. The darkest period was after the Romans had destroyed the second temple and they put down the revolt of Bar Kokhba and uh, the cruelty that the Romans had to us was beyond belief. And then certainly the question is, what is there to celebrate on Pesach? As we said a couple days ago, had Hashem not taken us out of Egypt, it would appear to be a lot better then than for us to have had. What, what did it help to have a, a commonwealth, a temple, when the destruction and all that happened caused so much death, so much pain, so much suffering? And now you are telling us that we have to live like free people and we have to... Um, appreciate everything Hashem did for us. And as a matter of fact, the, the situation was so difficult. I mean, obviously, how could they not know it was the time to say the morning Kriyashma? How, how could they not know to say that? Can't you see when the sun rises? And the famous answer is, is that the, uh, with such terrible times, they had to be in hiding to do the Seder. And when they were hiding, they were underground. And the students were the lookouts. So they had no idea what time it was. And the students have to tell them. That, that, if that doesn't underscore how terrible the time was, where you have to have a Seder in a bunker, so then what were they doing? They were saying, we have a job to find out all the goodness of what Hashem is doing for us here. And how, and how we still see that Hashem has, 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 has kept the relationship going. Of course, it's in a different way. But if we have to see that, that we, we're part of, it, of a Jewish heritage and, 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 and continuity that takes us right back to Mitzrayim, and we have to feel that Hashem's relationship with Hashem is no different. He doesn't love us any less. That takes a lot of work. Go have a discussion with a Holocaust survivor and prove that doesn't believe that God exists 
and try to explain it to him. You think it'll take the whole night? Now, obviously, these were tzaddikim, but they also probably have to figure out how we're going to discuss this with our students. Remember, this is a time where, where hundreds of thousands of Jews were slaughtered mercilessly. So therefore, they had to spend the whole, the whole night until it was time to say the Kriyashma, Shoshachris. And what does the Kriyashma say? It's our unwavering confirmation that Hashem is in control and that we have this connection with Hashem. So this uh, is the proof to all that. Okay, that's not much more to say on this. The next one is, is a bit longer. So then we have Amar Rabbi ben Azariah. And this is the same Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah who is one of the five rabbis who was there. I am as if I am 70 years old. I did not merit that the ruling should be that we say Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night as well. There's a mitzvah, Torah says a mitzvah, to say the Shema every day. The question is, is it a mitzvah to say it only in the day, or is it also a mitzvah to say it at night? Rabbi Lezim and Azariah said, his position was, we say it in the day and in the night. But I never really was able to win the argument at Shedrasha Ben Zoma until Ben Zoma came along, and he would find the biblical hint to this. Shinemar says, so that you should remember the day you left Egypt, all the days of your life. Now, why is it to say all the days of your life? Just remember it, uh, you know, in your Yemecha So, Yemecha that means the Yomim, the days. All the days of your life. Halelos, that's the nighttime. However, the Chachamim still disagreed. So hold but, on. When, when, if it says all the days, that implies night? Yeah, you could ju- just say, you know, say it every day. Uh-huh. It should just say, remember it, yeah. remember it every day. Yeah. If I say, call, call, you know, it could say, say it daily. What do you mean, call every day? So that's an extra word. So that includes the nighttime. Okay. However, the rabbis who still disputed with Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, they learned the pshat differently. Yemecha means Olam this world. Kol Yemecha all Lahavi Limosavashiach, to include the days of the Messiah, and still not the nighttime. So now there's a number of questions, three questions on this. So what is the intent of the Haggadah to tell us this machlokas uh, over here? And if, if he's trying to, it seems, he's trying to prove that you mention the Exodus experience at night. So if you're, if you're familiar with the Talmud, this section of Avrilazar is straight out of the last Mishnah in the first chapter of Brachos. However, it's leaving out one important line. The opening line of the Mishnah says the following, Maskirim Yitzias Mitzrayim Balelos. We mentioned the Exodus at night. Yeah. Then it says, I'm like 70 years old. I wasn't able to merit. So the real Mishnah is one critical line of the Mishnah that the author of Agoda left out. The Mishnah should read, we have to mention the, the Exodus at night. 
Then it says, Rabbi Elizabeth said, well, I never merited to, to find a real good textual source. Till, till Ben Zoma came along, the Chalmers still disagreed. So the question is, if if the author Haggadah, remember, this is not, Haggadah is not a, a Gomorrah. We don't go with all the question and answer, the back and forth. It's Haggadah, it's a story. So just say one line. The opening line of the Mishnah is, must we mention the Exodus at night? Period. What do you have to have the whole back and forth? Question one. Number two, what does this at all have to fit into that God at all? What, what do I need this for? And number three, why are we giving the opinion of the rabbis? Because the rabbis are disagreeing with this whole idea. So it's a very, like, sort of like, what are you doing over here? Like, we're, we want to hear the story of Mitzrayim. So I'm giving me a Talmudic dispute that really has nothing to do with this story. Because we're talking about another mitzvah. There, there's a mitzvah of relating the story of Egypt. And there's a mitzvah of remembering the Exodus every day. We're not doing that now. We did that in Shul by Mariv. Now there's a separate mitzvah. So why are we bringing in something that has nothing to do with the Seder night? We already have said there's a mitzvah to tell over the whole story. And we brought the story with the five rabbis to show you what the mitzvah is. So they did that. But now why are you digressing to get into an issue that has nothing to do with the Seder night? The fact that you have to mention we go out of Egypt, that's mentioning it's, it's one line. Just remember. Hashem took us out of Egypt. Fine. And the Machlokas, if you're also doing it in the night or not. So what's going on over here? So Tzadik brings a, a brilliant answer. And uh, first of all, uh, if we have, it seems that there are two mitzvahs of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, as we've said. There's a mitzvah remembered every day. And the other mitzvah is the complete elaboration of the story tonight. So it's, uh, the question now becomes, well, according to, according to the rabbis, that you only mention the Exodus in the day, so then why shouldn't we have the mitzvah of telling over the whole story in the day? Why are we doing it at night? Right? In other words, what is the basis of the argument here between the rabbis and Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah? So the rabbis, uh, everybody says that the, uh, the, the geula, the exodus, was, uh, was achieved in the day. In the day they walked out. Clearly, the redemption was in the day. The question is, was there also redemption at night? Was there a sense of redemption at night? This is the debate. Rabbi Lozman says, there's, yes. there's a sense of redemption at night too because we, we brought the Paschal offering and at night is when we had the Seder, first Seder, uh, we sacrificed their idol and the firstborns were killed and we were saved. That would seem to be a bit of a, of a salvation. So that's the debate. So... So, if, so now the question is, the rabbis also agree that we have the Seder on Pesach night at night. But the question is, if they really feel that when it talks about mentioning, we only mention it in the day because the night wasn't really such a salvation. So why are we having the Seder at night? Have the Seder in the day. They must have known that they were. Well, have a lunch. 
All right, eat the Korban Pesach in the day. See, you have to always ask, just because things are the way they are, doesn't mean it's, it makes sense. Well, as, soon, as long as you've been a kid, you only had a Seder at night, so what are you going to talk? What are you talking about? We have it at night. That's only because we do it that way. What if we didn't do it that way? Hmm. Now, there's a lot of things we did when we had a Vesa Migdash. You brought Korbanos in the day. It's a lot of things we do in the day. Yeah, so, so the question is, if the real Exodus was in the day, so what's the problem? We dive in chakras and we come home, and then we have a seder in the day. Especially, you know. So, so the, according to the rabbis, now according to Rabbi there was a redemption at night too. Okay, so we do the whole seder at night. But according to the but, and the rabbis agree. Everybody agrees to do the seder at night. So, but it doesn't make sense. Why would the rabbis say you do it at night when the real exodus was in the day? So have the whole seder in the day. Yeah, you hear. It. Yeah, I was going to say most of the redemption seems to have been in the day and maybe some at night, but if most of it was in the day. Well, that's the rabbi's opinion. Yeah. That's the rabbi's opinion. Yeah. While he's saying, okay, but there were still aspects of redemption at night. So we should do that too. So that, so that's the questions. Yeah, the rabbi. Yeah. There shouldn't be any argument that the Gemara and Rachas is really clear. I mean, that line from, from Rachas that you well, mentioned is 100% clear. Yes, that's the first question. The first question says straight out, it's at night. Yeah. So, so why, why are we bringing a debate if that's the way why, we're ruling? Why bring, the argument? Yeah. why bring a whole story? So now, to answer this, he says a really uh, interesting idea. Let us say, for example, that uh, a Martian, a child was abandoned, abandoned child. And it's a busy world. Nobody could have noticed him. He could have just died in the street. So what happens, a wealthy man walks by, let's say like a really crazy case, you know, sometimes these ladies, they give birth to a baby and put it in the trash can. Never you hear these stories, right? Now, normally the kid would die. When the garbage collectors come, they see a dead baby. So let's say, you know, a rich man goes by, his kid's playing, his kid's playing with a ball, kicks the ball around, this and that, the ball ends up in the garbage can. They go into the garbage and find the baby saves the baby. Now, would you not say that's sort of a miraculous event or a, a, an important event? The rich man went into the garbage can and he takes the baby out and takes him home, gets a nurse for him. But of course, and then what happens? The rich man adopts the child. And then the rich man, for the next 25 years, takes care of this child and gives him opportunities he never had in his life. Okay. So now, it's time, uh, and now he, Imam does everything. He sets him up, sends him to university or yeshiva, helps him with a shidduch, buys him a house. Now it's Sheva Brachas. Now the son is going to speak. He says, listen, I thank you so much, Dad, for taking me out of the garbage can. It was like really miraculous. And every time the family gets together, the son always says, and I'll never forget, Dad, you took me out of the garbage can. And that's the only praise that one says. Do you think the, the adoptive father will be happy with that amount of praise? What do you think? Hmm. Not. The father's saying, and that's all I did? Is that the only thing you can ever say? I mean, it was important. 
what about that million dollars to put a down payment on the, the house? What if I set you up with a job? I found a wonderful girl for you. How about all the times you were sick I took care of? Like, what's going on? What's everything going on? Now, all the more so if the king of all kings, Hashem, who has done miracles without, with us throughout our history, and we keep hacking away at one thing. He took us out of Egypt. He took us out of Egypt. We're not minimizing that. But is that all you could say? That's if you're saying, well, that's about all Hashem did. What are you talking about? Can't you say more? It's a problem. No, and, say, and more we than say, that. We say more during the year. We, we, we focus on this one when it's Pesach. Okay, okay. Well, but well, not really. We don't. We don't have a myth. We don't talk about it every day about the great miracles that he did for us. Now, now you're telling us, you know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna just talk about the fact that God took us out of Egypt every day. We just say the same thing over and over. He took us out of Egypt. He took us out of Egypt. He took us out of Egypt. Isn't that insulting, God? He took us out of Egypt. Took us out of Egypt. Took us out of Egypt. But, mm -hmm. however, so that is a problem. Mm. Is that all you could say every day? Every day, it's the same thing. He took us out of Egypt. He took us out of Egypt. He took us out of Egypt. Well, but it's the obvious thing where we're heading to. If you could thank Hashem, you could see him in everything. But we don't. Somewhere, but you do. But we, we don't. We don't. We're not obliged. The rabbis did not say we should mention many, many more. You know, on Sunday you mentioned this, on Monday you mentioned this, and it's just always this. The rabbis can, could have, if they imposed on us, if Hashem in the Torah imposed on us to, to mention the Shema every day, the Exodus every day, he could have imposed other things on us too, yeah. okay. to make it more fitting and appropriate. Yeah. So that's one thing. But obviously, the, the day we did leave Egypt, now it's not, not just a question of mentioning it. Then you got to go and elaborate the whole story, just like we do with the Megillah with Purim. Okay, in other words, there's two aspects. The day of the, the, of the historical event, well, obviously, you got to go in great detail about that. But, uh, or let's say you go to a place where a miracle happened to you. Whenever you go to that place, you have to make a special blessing over there. But on the other hand, the daily mitzvah, it's just a straight thing, and uh, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So why are we doing it this way? So this is the whole point. You have to say that the main virtue of taking out of Egypt, and this is the idea we keep saying over and over. That's right. If you keep saying this idea so many times, at least we'll remember this. But it's, it's a thread that goes right through the entire Agoda. It's as we said, the way Hashem took us out of Egypt by doing it in such a miraculous way and by publicly telling the entire world, these are my people forever. That idea by itself is the reason why all the miracles happened afterwards. The fact that a generation later, Hashem has do miracles to help us conquer the land of Israel. You know what? It's all because he took us out of Egypt in this way in a way that he committed himself and he's stuck with us, so to speak, and he has to take care of us. This isn't just a one-off. This is the one that now is the source for what forces Hashem to continuously, miraculously save us. 
And therefore, it's not just, this is the only thing you're praising him for. Inherent in saying, God, you saved us, in that one word, you took us out of Egypt, that means by definition, and therefore, every miracle you did to us is all as a result of that. And therefore, maybe even in the story with the little orphan, when maybe it's not so bad. Because the fact you took me out of the garbage can meant you were going to take care of me forever. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. History would have to tell us. But with God, the way he took us out, even at that point in time, says he has to take care of us. Because if God takes us out of Egypt and then later a nation destroys us, it's the greatest Chol Hashem. Everyone's going, and that's exactly what Christianity says. Well, God now left them. Because he t- destroyed the temple, obviously we're not the chosen people anymore. So now, this is the part that bothers the Christians so much. If we're not the chosen people, why are we still here? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is gone. Why are we still here? And what got them the most upset is why did they have a state in Israel? Mm-hmm. That's what bothers them the most. But why is Hashem doing that? Because we deserve it? Not always. It's because God committed himself God's will is infinite. God's will can never change. And if we are destroyed, that means God's will's change and God isn't God. And and that's why, even if we only mention the exodus from Egypt, that is everything. That's what you have to know. Inherent in saying God took us out of Egypt, that means, and therefore, he has done everything all because of that. It's not like, well, one day he was in the mood to help us, one day he's not in the mood, another day he is in the mood, and then one day, you know, forget, I don't want them ever again. Okay, so we can thank him for each individual thing because it's not connected to the other thing. But if it's all connected to that, so that is by definition telling us all that is there, and that's what the Talmud is saying in terms of the machlokes, uh, the, the rabbis with Rabbi Elizabeth ben Azariah. Because they keep talking about this idea that, you know, the redemption. When was the redemption really the full redemption? Was it in the day or was it also at night? In other words, the question is, when God made the Kenyan, the acquisition of the Jews, when did the acquisition happen? So that's When did God commit himself to the point of no return? He's done this much, now he can't back out anymore. So the rabbis say it's when he took us out of Egypt. At that point, the die was cast that he has to always help us. And therefore, the rabbis say, you mention it in the day because that by mentioning that every day, that includes all the other salvations. And forget about the, the night had nothing to do with it. Elizabeth Azariah says, no, no, no. It was a two-step commitment. The fact that he killed the firstborns and the fact that Paro wants us to go out and all these things. And Paro says, now you're out of Egypt. I don't want you anymore. But Moshe says, we're not leaving till tomorrow morning, please. Did Hashem already start to make the commitment that he can't back out of even at nighttime? And that becomes the argument. So why are we mentioning this? So now the whole machlokas with the rabbis and Rabbi Elizabeth and Azariah is this experience that now is the cause of all redemptions. 
And therefore, what the point is, but we could have asked, what do you mean? You just say this and that's it? That's insulting. Is that the only thing you're going to say? Is there arguing? Well, I'm only going to thank you for this and I'm not going to thank you for anything else. Obviously, that's not. So what were they arguing about? Is when did the Kenyan, when did the acquisition happen that now forces God to do miracles forever and ever? So now this machlokas is enhancing the concept to say, well, I don't know, this Seder night, we're going to talk about it. Now, now, therefore, the rabbis say, even if we say the final commitment was in the day, it's not a contradiction to relate the story of the Exodus at night. Because certainly that's when it happened. That's when it happened. That, that's when the great miracles happened. Certainly, when you're talking about the day and time, amazing things happen at that time, even if it wasn't the total commitment, but it was the step before the total commitment. But the fact we bring, if we only would say we mentioned the Exodus at night, it doesn't bring home that whole idea. But the fact we have an argument between the rabbis and him, and to the point where we're saying that, you know what, this is so important, it's not, you go further. According to Rabbi Shimbalazar, it's the day, the night, the day and the night is the uh, commitment, and therefore we say it twice, and the rabbis say, you know, the commitment's even more. It isn't going to go till after Mashiach comes. It's even part of Mashiach. So what is this doing for us? It's saying, you know, this night, the fact we're going to sit down to the Seder tonight, again, get the idea that where do we see in this story the commitment for history for forevermore. And that's how we have to look at the Seder night. And that's that's part of the avoda in telling over that goda is to show how do we see this and how every day that you know we come back to this and now look in our lives to see what's happening right now that's a result of that. And you'll find all kinds of interesting things if you look through history for that. Okay, very good. We'll stop it at there. Next week we'll... We're obviously not going to be able to do the whole lot of so we're going to have to be judicious in what we choose.